Welcome to today's sports and entertainment podcast brought to you by Market Scale. I'm Sean Heath, and today's conversation is with Natasha Morgan, the Vice President of Marketing at Humble. Natasha, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, Sean. Thank you. I have to say I'm pretty excited to have a chance to talk to you today because you you work in one of my favorite industries, that's sports and entertainment. Uh, I like sports. I like entertainment. And I'm really excited to to see the way that industry leaders think. And obviously, you're one of those. And I'm, I'm well, you know what? Let's start off with just the simplest of things. Tell me sort of the elevator pitch of how you, Natasha Morgan, wound up at Humble. Hmm, how I wound up at Humble. My goodness. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I'll tell you when it started was actually long before I joined Humble. I was getting my doctorate in English at the University of Texas and actually mentoring um, football players on an educational basis and working in what was then a pretty experimental environment, online classrooms and developing curriculum there. And it was during the dot-com boom. And um, a friend of mine said, hey, you should put a resume out there. And I'm like, no one's going to hire an academic. And I got a call in three minutes and several calls after that. And that really is how I actually entered technology and discovered how amazing um, the marriage of technology with being a creative thinker uh, can be. And uh, before I, I went through, um, I've worked in just about every industry one way or another through uh, my, throughout my marketing career and seen the advent of a lot of exciting um developments in marketing and technology like social and search and all those foundational things that we kind of take for granted now. Um, and I ended up uh, after being a customer at a little company called Eloqua. And that was a marketing automation platform company. And it really transformed the way I did my work. And I was so excited about how that happened that I really wanted to be part of of an organization um, that actually gives back to the people that they're providing solutions to and empowers them to do their job better and to be creative and to also show how they impact business. Uh, so took my time there. Actually, um, Oracle acquired Eloqua and we um, created a business within Oracle, went through six subsequent uh, acquisitions of technology companies all different kinds of marketing tech, and um, we had sports clients. Uh, so I actually, um, at the time when I decided to join Umble, it was really also, of course, being attracted to sports and entertainment. It's such an exciting um, industry, and, and I'm sure you may be aware that most of the people who do work in that industry is because they're passionate about sports and entertainment. And then they figure out, they may not even you know be a marketer or be an accountant. They just figure out how to do that job because they want to be part of um, a particular organization that they really care about. Uh, and at Humble, I just saw this um, you know solution that was did some really complex things for marketers, but in a very simple, elegant, usable way. And it, they had just become focused on sports and entertainment uh, just before I joined. So I had the opportunity really to all of us work together as a team, actually, to figure out how can we do this 
um, make this successful for teens. Um, so that's how I got there. And it was, it was completely happenstance, but, you know, traced the line really from the beginning of the marriage of my academic and professional career. And I'm, I'm really excited to be doing what we're doing now. As someone who comes from the academic sort of a viewpoint or approach, you have a, a certain way that you parse data and information. You have a viewpoint that uh, comes from a, 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 a place of having all of this information and then being able to sort of segment it and correlate it and, and interpret it. And in the, in marketing, as a general rule, technology ha- keeps changing so quickly that you would think that with more technology, it would become a little easier. But it almost seems like the more technology advances, the more data that you wind up with, the more metrics about um, consumers and about uh, companies, that has to be a massive amount of information you must you must just love every single day. You are just totally surrounded with information that I, I mean, it has to be overwhelming sometimes. For sure. I mean, data. The real challenge, I think, is is figuring out you know on a daily basis and a long term basis, like what are you, what do you need to do, what are you trying to do, and then how can data serve that? So. Um, and then, you know, what do you, I think what you're also trying to say is like, what technology do I use to try to make this happen? And I, I, think- I was trying to be sneaky in asking that question. I was hoping I was subtle, <laughs> but apparently I was not very subtle. Well, you know, I mean, no, you, it's perfect. Um, and I think, you know, sports and entertainment actually is at a great, from a marketing perspective, is a, a perfect inflection point. Um, one of the things that surprised me a little bit, even having been in in um, marketing technology and crafting messaging and educational content around it, as well as, you know, looking at product strategies for these kinds of solutions and helping drive those, was that, you know, I, you kind of take for granted that someone uses, say, a CRM or an ESP and email service provider um, like Eloqua. And a lot of sports organizations are just beginning to approach those types of technologies now. And on the one hand, you're like, wow, you need a lot of education. You need partners who are really going to help you figure out the best solution, um, but you're so behind. But actually, you know, you talk about you, I don't know if you're, I'm sure you're familiar with Scott Brinker's, you know, MarTech map that's grown from like 170 to 5,000 different technology companies for marketing and different categories. And he and I have presented together before, uh, but that's happened over the past several years. And actually a lot of other people have learned a lot of hard lessons about buying or investing time and in people in technology for marketing that just didn't quite work. And it's also evolved so much so that now, for example, with Umble, you have a platform that can bring data together from all different sources, can access every brand affinity um, that someone has expressed by way of social and pull it together and surface in a very simple way. It's sports and entertainment teams that try to take that on, you know, even, gosh, a few years ago, they would have had to try to 
bring together several different systems and try and integrate them and make them talk to each other. So, you know, the ups, I think um, the other thing you don't, it's easy to forget about if you're not in sports and entertainment is that a sport marketer's job is actually quite different. Um, they, they not only have to run a marketing strategy, they have constant day-to-day pressure to sell tickets, for instance, as well as more um, long-term strategies for creating the ultimate fan experience. But they, they're there also, like at the game, every game. And if that's baseball, for instance, that's even more than NBA or NFL. So it's kind of a round-the-clock job. So like, how do you how do you find the time and space to figure out what technology you do need to use for what, in what way? Also pretty constrained budgets, lean teams. So it's sort of like the perfect storm for someone like me and my team to come into and go, okay, you know, we have a really powerful platform that you don't have to put a lot of, a huge amount of power into, and it can do really simple things for you. Um, like, um, help you create more targeted uh, social ads um, with your fans and use less media, or you can have a full-blown data strategy to personalize every interaction you have with everyone and track everything. And it it really can be whatever they want it to be. Um, But yeah, it can be overwhelming for anyone and certainly um, for, for someone in the sports and entertainment energy that is just moving faster than Faster than the technology. That's for sure. Historically, when when you when you have a conversation about sports and teams, statistics and data and metrics usually bring to mind player performance and scouting a player and we need to fill this position or we need this guy or we need this player. And as sports has actually morphed into sports and entertainment. Those that focus, as you mentioned, is really starting to expand to include the entire fan experience. So data and metrics and measurement and information become supremely important and the ability to gather that, to be able to parse it out and to be able to, as you mentioned, figure out what to do. You've got this ton of data of information about your fans. How do you use that to to their benefit? And we're in the trade show season, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'm curious, as an industry leader, this has to be an incredibly busy time for you. I mean, you're just racking up the frequent flyer miles. I would imagine you have to go to this side of the country. You have to go to this meeting. You have to go, you know, you're all over the place, but all that aside, has there been sort of one or two trends that you're starting to detect? Let's say something you see on the horizon in the next, I don't know, 18 months to two, three years out that you think, oh, here's a thing that we're going to start paying attention to. Is there something that you can tell me that won't get either of us in trouble because it's a secret is basically what I'm asking. Right. And there definitely are secrets. So I will, I will be respectful of that um, for my company's sake, but there's a couple different trends. Um, One is, is, is really simple. Um, We kicked off the quote unquote trade show season um, earlier this year by um, being part of the Turner Sport Innovation Showcase at 
the Consumer Electronics Show, um, which, gosh, if you want to see what's coming, <laughs> you just go there for a few days. Um, but really it is that, that teams are starting not only to talk about data, but, but utilize it in very simple and effective ways and also sponsoring brands at the same time or asking for data. And people are wanting to know who their audience is and be able to identify them and actually reach them, not just kind of look at how many followers do I have or how many times did they post, but can I identify that fan? Uh, so when we, a simple example we presented on with Turner, and this was following a panel with Chris Weber and Isaiah Thomas um, and Baron Davis and, I mean, superstar athletes on stage, was um, they were just having like NCAA March Madness um, events and people had to sign waivers and they were doing it all on paper and throwing it away. And all they did with us then was use a simple sign in, you know, that you could authenticate with Facebook or use your email. And all of a sudden they had data on not only people who they cared about and knew of and and thought they would reach, but um, started to grow the millennial, millennial audience just through a simple tactical thing. And so I think it's what you're starting to see is people not only cooking up these big data strategies, but what is the simplest thing I can do to not just expand my audience, but expand my addressable audience. Um, and when I, when I walk, when, um, Baron Davis walked off stage, actually, uh, the panel is like, Oh, Hey, who are you? What do you do? I'm humble. You know, we help, um, sports and entertainment organizations, you know, um, convert unknown to known fans and, you know, generate more revenue through tickets and sponsorship and measure. I starting to help people measure that. And it's like, oh, wait, I, you don't have your card. You're going on stage. Like, can I write your name and number down? And I'm talking to this basketball star. So that's the other trend, too, I think, is everyone is becoming more smart and savvy about data. But that doesn't mean complexity. It really means being very um, intentional about what you're going to do, intentional about the type of data, but also respectful of of the people you're collecting that data from and delivering them a valuable experience. Um, Isaiah Thomas and Chris Weber were talking about, you know, there's going to come a day soon when you're not just going to put your VR headset on. You're going to be in an environment where you can touch and feel and see things from the athlete's perspective, hear the commentators stuff, but like actually sensorily feel and experience everything. Well, somehow that kind of data is going to be tracked too. So, you know, in the internet of things world where you've got connected devices in your home, there's data being collected there. You're starting to see voice activation. That's going to change the way people market. I mean, right now we market food, visual and you know, words um, that are written that people are seeing. How is, you know, how are virtual assistants going to change that and how will marketers adapt? And it's not going to be a push and pull thing anymore. And I think it will happen more quickly that people think and marketers are going to need to think about how do they create experiences for whoever they interact with and whatever industry they are in, in a way that is of value to, to an individual or to a group. And what data will they need to collect by way of those experiences to help? And that just, that just is like super exciting 
and overwhelming too. <laughs> so, and if, if that, if I didn't make sense there, please um, probe at me if you, I can unpack it a bit more. Oh no, you it was, you were you were absolutely clear, and I understood exactly what you were saying. You know the just the overwhelming amount of information that exists, and the incredible speed at which technology is evolving. It's it's kind of nice to just hear someone in the industry be able to say, "Look, we have all this information." And we have all this technology, being able to use the technology and being able to understand it is just as important as the existence of the technology at all, right? If you build a, a computer program, but nobody knows how to use it uh, efficiently or use it for, like, what is its purpose, then it is it really, I guess it's a philosophical question. If, you know, if somebody built a machine that nobody knew how to use, is it actually a machine, right? right. And uh, you work in an industry that gathers all this information and it's pretty impressive, to be honest, to be able to parse out all that information and to be able to find meaning in it. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to ask you to take off your marketer's hat mm -hmm. and I'm going to, I'm going to put you in an imaginary situation as a fan. Mm -hmm. You get to pick one sporting event anywhere in the world and you get to go to that event. You, you know, it fly spaceship boat, whatever you get to go to that event. You get to sit in the best seat in the building as a fan. Which event do you choose? <laughs> I, I pause for a second and I'll tell you, I did just see Shaq and Baron Davis, you know, do street fighter esports <laughs> in Vegas. So that's off my list. And I've actually been fortunate to um, be in the best seat at BNP Paribas, the tennis tournament. But for me and who I am and, and who inspired me when I grew up, it would be the Olympics. I've never actually been to the Olympics and um, that's a broad answer. So I could go in more um, if it, if it was like a, you know, gymnastics has been like, I remember Nadia Comaneci, so I'm giving away, you know, <laughs> slightly where my age range is, but just um, it's so inspirational and there's always a life story behind it and to be there and, and see these athletes who've devoted so much of their life to their craft and all the people that helped get them there um, would be amazing. So now I'm, 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 if I understand correctly, Summer Olympics would be, you don't necessarily want to I go and that. freeze I both. Um, I somewhere. Being, I mean, if I could virtually experience being one of the downhills here, that would be awesome. But yeah, I mean, the Olympics in general to me has just been something um, that just, I mean, gosh, I, Back in my academic days, I actually wrote a piece on Lenny Riefenstahl <laughs> from a totally different take on the Olympics, you know, in, in Nazi Germany. So it's just a fascinating thing for me for all sorts of reasons. And um, and it's not just being a fan because it's part of someone's company and culture. But yeah. Well, since this is an imaginary situation <laughs> and I get to control it, yeah. you get a fast pass and you can go to both the winter and the summer Olympics. And through the magic of time travel, you get to go to every single event. Oh my God. You don't miss any, even though. So I don't know how I'm going to make that happen. I've, you know what? I got to work on the technology for that. So it may take me a while before I can make that come true for you, but I'm, I'm on it. 
I'm, I'm getting to work on that project now. <laughs> I'm working on it right now. So I'll let you know, or maybe I will have already let you know right now. Maybe this conversation, it, maybe I developed a technology that allowed me to come back to tell you now, hey, don't worry about it. I'm going to make it happen. It's going to be a while, but I'm going to get there. I don't know. This interview just got weird. Um, so I will say that this has really been interesting. I love talking to people who are so passionate about what they do and who are very good at what they do. And you are definitely one of those people. Today, I've been speaking with Natasha Morgan, the Vice President of Marketing at Humble. Natasha, thanks so much for taking the time today. I've really enjoyed this. Thank you so much, too. It's been a lot of fun, and I really appreciate the opportunity. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I hope I have a chance to talk to you again somewhere down the road. Likewise. You, too. Thank you for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, go to marketscale.com slash industries. And if you have a chance, subscribe to the MarketScale publications for the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries. 